Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings or literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our own reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up after... Uh, looking at Romans 12, uh, 9 through 13 uh, specifically, but really just kind of the first the first chunk of that. So we're going to do an extra deep dive into, I, I would assume, um, love mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. all things. Yeah. 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 Kind of a theme, yeah, yeah. yeah, lately, and it will continue to be. I think bef- because I'll forget it before we get done, I just want to remind you on this morning to keep in prayer all of those folks in Texas, all those folks in Louisiana. Uh, Nashville was underwater the other day, and now it looks mm-hmm. like Irma is going to be what they're saying may be the most devastating hurricane to ever hit the eastern islands and, yeah. the, and the coast. So um, we want to keep those folks in our prayers throughout these next number of days. We'll just journey a little bit back into this uh, agape love thing, maybe a bit, and and sincere thing. Um, One of the questions I I, uh, didn't get to Sunday morning uh, was, what causes us to drift away from agape love, and how can we somehow or another keep ourselves from happening? How can we somehow or another... That's going to be a good morning. How how can we somehow (laughs) keep ourselves from from drifting? So what's so far? I'm, I'm... I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm aggravated. I'm um, a whole bunch of things when I look at uh, what churches are saying about a whole lot of matters uh, in terms of uh, uh, having a sincere love, a sincere agape love for other people. It's one thing to have struggle with issues, but it's quite another thing just simply to attack people verbally or physically. And um, again, I think that has a lot to do uh, that we talk about a a revival sweeping this land. What we need is a revival of of God's love to sweep this land, renewing hearts and minds that uh, Jesus died for people. Um, He was raised for people. God's redemptive plan was for people, so... Well, and um, you know when I when I look at these kinds of things and and what causes us to drift off, um, I was a psychology major in college, and we were um, um, at that time at Illinois Wesleyan, we were very focused in on behavioral science uh, and behavioral psychology, and. Um, uh, I had a professor that was um, an atheist, and so he and I would banter back and forth, and and I came to the understanding, and and I kind of still feel this way to a, to a certain extent that at the center of our core in order to survive um, is selfishness. A baby cannot survive if uh, he or she can't uh, cry and call out for his or her own needs. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, they can if they've got, you know, special help around, but you know what I mean? We, we need to, um, to seek out that, that survival mode at first. But then as we grow up, we learn to love others, and we learn that the world doesn't... I mean, that's a whole developmental psychology stuff. Um, We learn that the world does not revolve around us, but that center is still there. (laughs) And um, at at our worst, um, 
that center takes over, I think. And we, we look for what it is that, um, that we want and that we believe and that, you know, I want what I want. I, I want everybody to believe what I believe. Um, and, and that just kind of takes over. Um, and, and part of being a Christian is not looking at, at, um, who, what we think, but looking to God to fill our hearts with love and, when we take our eyes off of him and get so focused on what we want, then I think we drift. Uh, I think that's why, I'm, and I'm just trying to get to it here in my notes, why I liked um, Eugene Peterson's translation from the message. Uh, I think he has an insight here. He says, love from the center of who you mm-hmm. are. And um, sometimes uh, our center of who we are, or maybe it's not of who we are, who we want to be drifts far enough that it gets distorted a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, in the Greek, the, the word, it says, love be, let love be sincere, let love be without hypocrisy. I know several of you <laughs> love the King James translation, let love be without dissimulation, mm-hmm. uh, but without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy in, in the Greek really uh, came from, as I understand it, came from plays that were were uh, being acted out and it was the masks that people wore to portray something um so i'm wondering some you know i just wonder sometimes i wonder what what we're what act we're playing out sometimes as we as we treat people somebody a long time ago said to me uh it was in a big conversation with about a lot of other stuff he says but life is a play he says, we're playing different roles uh, throughout our lives. Sometimes my role is a father. Sometimes my role is a pastor. Sometimes I'm in the scene of the play where I'm something else, and we're always playing roles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that word is also kind of forms uh, our basis for the word personality to persona. Or, and so even at a psychological, uh, from a psychological perspective, the personality is also... Uh, could be viewed as a, a mask as well, mm-hmm. that it's not quite as far uh, into us as we would think. So, you know, a lot of people, I think, they think their personality is the deepest part of themselves, and that is probably not mm-hmm. not accurate. But I do allow me to play uh, uh, Fly in the Ointment for just a, for <laughs> just a moment and, and buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> So uh, you quoted Eugene uh, Peterson, uh, said, love from the, the deepest part of you, uh, Randy. Debbie, mm-hmm. you said the deepest part of you is a selfish uh-huh. uh, survivalist. I was waiting for that. So how do those two things go together? Well, I think, I think that we have this, um, um, what is it, it this, uh, this thing within us, I don't, I don't, I don't know what word it would be that that is that selfishness. But God, prevenient grace, the grace that goes before, says that God is deeper than that, even than that selfishness. So okay. God is at the deepest, deepest core of who we are. But we have to have a survival mechanism in order to, um, in that selfishness. Um, but but as we grow older and accept the prevenient grace that God has given us, um, that wins, you know, right. that the grace of God wins over that selfishness. Sure. Um, 
So that's that's kind of where I am. The prevenient grace is always there, but we have to accept him. I mean, God's not going to just um, 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 take us like like we're puppets and and move us out of that selfish mode. That's who we are. Um, um, we're born into uh, original sin. I mean, and, and would you I think categorize that as selfishness or uh, what? That, cate- the yeah, original I mean, sin. Yeah, I would. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, and that's a, a tricky thing because it can, it, it causes us to, I mean, it's necessary at first sure, and maybe it's necessary as we go through life, but I don't think so. I, you know, um, it, it, we've sure. got to at some point mature to the point where we not just look after ourselves, but in which God wins. You right. know what I mean? Well, God yeah. And that. I mean, I think from a, I mean, even from a psychological or uh, just a developmental a, a evolutionary perspective, yeah. that you know, humans are uh, first and foremost social uh, mm-hmm. social creatures, and mm-hmm. so there's a there's a level at even uh, where even our most uh, basic kind of quote unquote selfishness is housed within the the, the social animal. So mm-hmm. that we we know whether it's a give and take, we know that we can't survive without other persons um, mm. in our tribe. And it's kind of like baked into us at a real core yeah, level and, as well. And but, you know what I've yeah. seen throughout my life yeah. is that those relationships that we want so badly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying that they are not uh, wrought with trouble, but that there's this very strange tension right. within the heart of humans that right. they recognize that there's this pull for uh, individual survival, but there's also the understanding, uh, not even at a cognitive level, right. but at a deeper level, that survival is not possible without mm-hmm. the rest of the tribe. And mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes that comes into power plays, you know, when we get right. into issues of who's serving who and all that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of business. But even at that kind of most uh, darkest version of that, there's a there's a a, a nod or a, mm-hmm. a hat tip to um, this is not possible in and of the self. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I like what you said about, um, you know, moving into uh, this idea that even beyond the the selfish kind of um, ego mm-hmm. perspective, that beyond that even is this uh, prevenient grace model that says the deepest part of that is still yet to be found. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, we talked about this, I think it was last week or the week mm-hmm. before or something, you know, Augustine who said that, you know, the, that loving uh, yourself fully is the, the real um, kind of gateway to understanding and loving God, that yeah. those two things are not necessarily that, that at our, at the end of loving ourselves is, this realization that um, uh, that we find God and right. that, yeah. and there's a real difference between loving ourselves and being selfish. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 And then there's a transition in here someplace when we talk about the prevenient grace, mm-hmm. but the grace that changes the inner part of our heart that brings us to a place where we think about our inner being transforming somehow or another mm-hmm. is the sanctifying grace, mm-hmm. the work of the Holy Spirit that begins literally to change our inner value system. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and brings us to an awareness that, at least in my mind, a spiritual awareness that I'm I'm not the most important thing in this world. Right. right. That my agenda, my wants, my desires right. are not the mm-hmm. most important thing. And I do that 
I, and I get there when we go back to Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2, when I present myself self as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped up in that living sacrifice that as a Christian, um, again, I'll, tr- I'll try to just leap over the soapbox and not stay on the soapbox. <laughs> but in the church today, it's so much of a consumer feed me, mm-hmm. what about me, give me, what's in it for me mentality that we've lost the core of the kingdom of God of servanthood mm-hmm. and sacrifice, uh, and that it really is not about us. No. And that, that's the struggle, I think. In, in trying to find our way through this love matter, whether it's whatever, whatever agape love, filial love, uh, eros love, whatever it is, finding our way through that in such a way that it, we're not the focus of it. Right. We're not the center of it. Um, and that's when I think we as individuals get in trouble, and I think that's why when we as the church get in trouble. Um, you know, the church doesn't exist for us. It exists to be sent out um, and it exists for the world. And um, uh, I think that's where we lose the mark. When we want to come to church and feel good, sorry, I'm going to get on your soapbox, um, <laughs> when we want to come and just feel good. Um, and I, I don't recall Jesus ever saying, you know, sit down around me and I'm going to make you feel good. Um, you know, he he certainly didn't say, come uh, and, and I'm going to throw coals at you, but... Um, he did say, go, <laughs> um, you know, come to me um, and, and take, eat, mm-hmm. go. Sure. Um, so, uh, so what is the um, confirmation, I guess, of the church uh, on mission? Because I think some people will take the statement that you just said and say that it's not supposed to be uh, necessarily... Uh, heartwarming or emotionally fulfilling or something like that, and they will use that as a uh, an opposite kind of test to go, well, then it better feel hard and you better be uncomfortable the right. entire time. Right. So if, that's, <laughs> if neither of those two poles, extre- not even extremes, but really just kind of either or, kind of a dualistic kind of a mindset, either you have to love it or you have to really be in pain about it. If neither of those are good bellwethers for uh, what the what the life of God in the heart of the person looks like, what, what is, mm-hmm. you know, how do we know that? Again, I, um, I, I'm always a little nervous about when we talk about feelings because emotions and feelings can change and With the wind. whether or not yeah. the barometric pressure changes and I have a <laughs> headache or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's tied up in there someplace. If you can have in your, in your inner system, a place where you find an inner peace about something. Uh, at least that's how it operates for me. I can be in the midst of uh, uh, waiting in a, in a hospital room or a surgery center for an exorbitant amount of hours beyond what I should have been there and still find a peace in that that somehow or another is not necessarily emotionally based or is not... Um, uh, factually based, it just it's it's a, a spiritual kind of uh, base that says, I, you know, I may be laying in this hospital bed in this room by myself for three hours, and it's got nothing to do with me. That's where the Holy Spirit has transformed uh, my heart because I have this very productive personality, and I'm sitting in there thinking, there's a whole bunch more stuff I could be doing right now. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But when the Holy Spirit begins to transform our inner heart and, and sanctify our inner heart, and, and it moves us to the thought, at least this is what I'm still growing into, it moves me to the thought that this may not be have anything to do about me. It may have something to do about somebody else that's just going to pass by for a moment. Uh, and I think sometimes we've, uh, we either haven't gotten to that place, we're not aiming for that as our goal. If we don't aim for something, we're not going to get there. Um, and that's where some of the inner part comes in. This, uh, I think I said several weeks ago now that I use Bill Bright's uh, fact, faith, and feeling as a part of my spiritual discerning process mm-hmm. about things. But I include the feeling. I mean, I'm probably a more lineal person and deal with facts, and then that moves to faith. But there are emotions involved in this, and it took me a long time to open myself up to any kind of those emotions uh, and I'm still pretty guarded about letting my emotions make decisions about much of anything. Mm, sure. Um, but. Yeah. but but when we, I think that Isaac um, was also pointing to what do we, what does a church do? What is what are we about in the church? Is that what you were? No, no, no. no I'm okay. just. It's a very broad question. I think okay. uh, because when you when you take out you know those two kinds of quick litmus mm-hmm. test kind of anchors. Uh, you're left with a little more subtlety, and mm-hmm. I think people get lost in that sometimes. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, help them in yeah. that sense, try to find w- what kind of um, confirmation, you know, that you are on the right path. Is there is there any? Right. I, you know, I think is maybe the ultimate question. I don't know. Right. Well, and, or is and, there any consistent one between persons? Perhaps that's a better way to that's say it. That's probably uh-huh. what we're going to be addressing over the next yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Um, hate what is evil, love what is good um, is coming up this Sunday. And what is evil, what is good, um, is there... Oh my gosh, just throw in what is truth and you get like I a know, pilot effect of there. I know, it's, yeah, yeah it's going to be big. <laughs> and we're not going to get it all in one week. Um, um, but, you know, I can't... I can't um, I can't answer that for every person. We all have to do that for ourselves, obviously. Um, but I also hesitate to look at somebody else's life. Well, gosh, I don't know, and, and say no, no, no. no. Yeah, know, they're, I think they're not. Right. They're I, not on the path. I, yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I'm I know that's not, not where you were going. I'm certainly not asking that. Yeah. Uh, is there any kind of maybe this is a better way to put it? Is there any kind of common thread that, as Christians, we work toward in terms mm. of? Uh, being able to say yes to this or no to this in terms of, you know, what we're talking about, this this life lived from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we know this is the most inside of the inside, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think, at, at least in rolling in my mind, is continual, continually the question, does this honor God? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it further the kingdom of God? Um, and those are two questions that flirt through my mind continuously, whether I'm driving and coming to a stoplight or whether I'm eating in a restaurant or whether – and the food's really bad and the service is even worse. Uh, is what I want to say or express going to honor God or, uh, you know um, – but that that's a question that I use. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've used it so long that I, I feel a comfort in it. I don't always feel a comfort in what – my reflection brings me to about what I've said or done. Um, but, um, 
in sure. terms of trying to figure that out for that thread. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we are going to be talking more about that in the next few weeks, uh, about what that thread is um, and, and how to determine that. Um, if, it was, if it was so clean cut, you know, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have different churches and different denominations and different, but, um, but I'm, I'm with Randy. Does it, does it um, shine the light of Christ onto other people? Does it reflect the love of Christ? Um, is it is it biblical in my interpretation? And that is really tricky um, because that's where we get into trouble too. Not not that we use scripture, but that we use scripture to beat people up mm-hmm. um, our, for our own agenda. For our own agenda, right? Right. We start to, to pick out verses that somehow we can make support what we believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I, I mean, so what I hear you saying a little bit, if this is okay to summarize here, mm-hmm. you can go no or yes or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that this thread, in some ways, is not completely contained inside your own self experience. Oh, that, absolutely. Well, but that but that the um, that the things that you're mentioning, the kingdom of God, Scripture, these are all things that that um, begin outside of one's self, sort of, mm-hmm. um, or at least they begin in a, a community that you get to access. Um, so there's work that has to be done in order to even find this, uh, this thing that we kind of hold up as a, as a gauge, right? right? Right. That it's not completely, you don't just walk right off the uh, assembly line and go, all right, I'll know this, that there's a... Uh, there's some teaching that has to be done. There's some learning that has to be done. There's some walking along the road kind of that has to be done. Um, and that, uh, you know, there are all kinds of different ways to do that, but the the church community becomes at least ground zero for that. Absolutely. That, that it becomes the place where we, it's the school mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. um, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. and it's not a... Uh, preacher to people kind of thing. I mean, that's part of it, but it's mm-hmm. people to people. Whether we're the preacher or we're the the uh, congregant or whatever it is, we as coming back to the beginning, mm-hmm. we need each other, right. and um, I, I need those other points of view to help me determine. Uh, well, maybe I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe I am missing a, a deeper part of God's love. Right. I want to get to the deepest part I can. That's what I want for myself and for for all of those around me uh, I want I want us all <laughs> to be filled uh, to the brim so that we're overflowing to others I enjoy being a part of uh, one of the things that I appreciate about Calvary is uh, I've been I've served some churches whose spectrum of theological thought was much narrower uh-huh, me too and I enjoy the broad spectrum mm-hmm. that's here and I mean it really is a broad spectrum yeah, of folks that are here uh, and mm-hmm. the fact that uh, we can pretty well sit and worship and worship together, yeah. uh, and we bring different thoughts and we push each other. Uh, I like it, that too. By being as big as we are, it's a little harder to push each other until we break this down to smaller groups. But we push each other and still can live under the same umbrella of Calvary Church, mm-hmm. um, because I, I I think that's where the learning and the growing a lot of that happens. And when we take each other seriously and we look at that, and, and we look at those folks who says, well, uh, this is my son or this, I'm, in, I'm just about to get back into a conversation with a dear friend of mine whom I've not heard from for a while. And he had um, uh, picked up uh, 
well, when he saw that I had posted something to my Facebook page, there was lots of folks that took note. They said, Randy wrote on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he never does that. But it, uh, it, it opens up some conversation about things that he has relative to his own kids. Um, and to find a safe place to have that conversation is mm-hmm. what I really aim for. I don't know that the common thread is Jesus. Yeah. I don't know that we all will agree on how we live that out. But I hope we can be at a place where we can live in love and compassion and kindness. And that is sincere. That is real. There's no pretense there. I may vehemently disagree with you, uh, but my vehement is just in the disagreement. It's not in how I treat you or value you or how I speak of you uh, as a person. You and I Um, disagree, but we still love each other. Really? (laughs) Well, I really yeah. have opinions, but and, and that's that is a great ideal to go toward. Um, it's very difficult, I think, when those disagreements are about how to treat each other. Yeah, and so that becomes something that kind of folds in on itself, and that's really, I think, where a lot of people are right yeah. now, yeah. honestly. Which is why we're doing this series. Yeah, well, but it's a doubly it's a doubly uh, hard. Um, uh, issue uh, because you can't just run to one side and say, well, everything's, everything's game, yeah. you know, except for this one thing that we want to mm-hmm. treat each other like, but it's, the argument kind of folds in on itself. So it is very, it's a very peculiar place in history that we find ourselves, yeah. I think. Not, not necessarily uncharted territory, um, but uh, it's, interesting to say the least and difficult it is very difficult and in 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 the sense of where we are in history it may be at one point it may be the most unsettled place which i think makes people nervous but we may be at one of the healthiest places where we're at least talking about some things that have been hidden pushed under the rug not talked about in the church Mm -hmm. yeah we don't like to see what we see but but yeah that maybe. Yeah, I, but it sure makes for some sleepless nights for some does. preachers trying to make sure we all stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In so next week's of... podcast will be interesting. Following this Sunday's sermon, um, I mean, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm going to stop there. Something you said, Isaac, reminded me about that. It's like, yeah, it is hard, um, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna begin that. Uh, discussion, but right. man, it's tough. The difficulty is not, um, I don't think, has any bearing on value necessarily. I think there are difficult things that have no value, and there are Absolutely. valuable things that are very difficult. Absolutely. It, it, you know, I, it's just part of being alive. Exactly. You know, it's not really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I always ask people, is this an eternal thing? <laughs> it's just eternal or temporal. Um, and for some people, you know, it's, it's an eternal of, thing. All of the above. Exactly. And, and it, exactly. Know. What color is the carpet? You know, that's always the big thing. Um, you know, um, I'm so glad that I wasn't here when uh, either the churches that I served built after I left Calvary and Trenton. Uh, I wasn't there during the building process to hear people say, but I don't like that color of carpet. I don't like that color of walls. And when I hear those kinds of arguments, I always say, is that temporal or eternal? You know, you know it's really funny. Spend our it, time? Yeah, I think there's always a very th- thin thread, if not a thick rope. Um, <laughs> 
attached from the temporal to the eternal. And so everybody's issue with carpet is probably something else. I mean, there's a, we're not people who can just cleanly divide those two things up into neat categories. And so I'm always, I'm always amused that when something pops up in the inconsequential or the seemingly un, mm-hmm. you know, unbigness of yeah. it all, uh, usually drills down to some kind of very strange, very uh, large, or you would call eternal mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, kind of issue. I mean, it's how we are as people. I think mm-hmm. that we're not disconnected uh, categories of uh, feeling or thought or will or all these other things that we are a, a weird stew of um, of stuff, which yeah. produces interesting flavors. But right. you know, at right. the same time. Maybe some maybe some crackers in that soup is good. Yeah, that's right. I mean, for saltiness, I don't that's, know. That's that's oh, you know we're getting way bad. Yeah. So yeah, sometime I'd like to talk about that mm-hmm. in a podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah. Temporal versus eternal, and mm-hmm. yeah, I I've got a lot to say about that. So, but we're probably sure. about out of time here. We are out okay. of time. Yeah, that's why that music's kicking in. That's right. That's right. Getting very aggressive now. <laughs> underneath of us. Uh, But we do thank you all for listening and uh, we want to keep the conversation going with you. So if you uh, would like to do that, uh, please hit us up on the the regular channels. You'll find us all over the place and we'd love to to answer any questions or uh, if you have feedback on uh, this episode, that's great as well. And uh, next week, we'll be back with a continuation of Romans uh, chapter 12. So we'll be looking at... uh, Oh, probably like 10 and following, kind of wherever it it takes us. So until then, grace and peace. Mm